So mm. I've reached out, done a little bit of homework, not much, because I was really impressed. I've been following for a little while. And I reached out and we, I paid and we engaged in a body of work, but it wasn't quite what it should have been, in my opinion. It felt very superficial. And at that moment, I realized that, hey, this is not going to work out how I thought it was going to work out because I thought I was getting some specialist help about X. When actually, I found myself face to face with an influencer. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. To reduce risk in your life, go to myworstinvestmentever.com today and take the risk reduction assessment I created from the lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests, and I said that all in one breath. Wow. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst Podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Tony McClellan. Tony, are you ready to join the mission? Andrew, I was born ready. <laughs> you know, my British friends always say, oh, you Americans, overdramatic. But there I am. Anyways, I know you're born ready. In fact, we've already had a conversation before this and I really learned from you that you are a person who wants to be ready when the time has come. You know, I want to just share that I've asked a lot of people to come on the show and I generally don't do a pre-show interview, but you're someone that says, I want that. And I want to talk to you to find out what this is about. And, you know, I value my time, meaning I'm speaking as you, I value my time and I want to know what this is all about. And I really appreciate that. And that gave us also a chance to get to know each other. So now when we turn on the, the camera, it's even going to be more fun. Well, I think the way that I would say that as well, Andrew, is, you know, if someone says, let's, let's hold hands and dive into the river together, you at least want to know who you're diving in with. <laughs> yeah. So why? And you, you know how to swim. Yeah. If I'm going to take a risk, let me know why I'm going to do it. Yeah, particularly if they approach you with a podcast like My Worst Investment Ever. Absolutely. But it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy to have you with us. And I'm going to introduce you to the audience. Tony McClellan resides in London in the UK and spends time in Wales. She is a critical friend, business mentor, and founder of the Compassionate Business Model. Tony is an inspirational people leader who is passionate about navigating C-suite and board members through the world of business crisis and change management in her work around organizational culture, specializing in social impact, social justice, and social mobility business. She works with leading established organizations and brings the learning back to startups serving vulnerable groups. A previous central government employee, she brings a wealth of experience and is adept at contingency, regulation, safeguarding, and compliance in business while showing business leaders how to be compassionate and profitable. Lastly, she sprinkles around her own much needed hashtag Tony's fairy dust. Tony, take a minute and fill in a little bit, some tidbits about the value that you bring to this wonderful world. Well, you know, I'm going to say to you, Andrew, the short version, which is, I feel that I spent the last 30 odd years, I don't even call it a career, I call it research and learning. 
And what I'm doing now is pulling all of that together after I try to make a little sense of it and packaging it and giving it back to the world. So that's how I kind of look at it. You know, all of my experience and knowledge is not just learned in university. It's not just qualification based. I've been out in the trenches. I've been out in the fields. I've got the scars and the wounds and everyone tells a story. So I'm hoping I can share maybe one or two of those stories with you today. That's fantastic. I love that idea. I never even really thought about it, that ladies and gentlemen, look at the last five years, 10 years, 30 years, however many years that you've been working as your research, your time to study, to learn, to observe. That's what research is. And now is your time to make conclusions from that research and bring those conclusions to the world. So absolutely. And that's exactly what I hope to do from, you know, going into the world of of work and having great managers right at the start and thinking this is what management and leadership is all about. And then you go to another manager and it's completely different. And you think, well, what was that all about? Are they a bad manager or the other one's great? You know, so so there's so many stories like that that I'm hoping to to be able to share a tidbit with you in this brief time we have, Andrew. I just wanted to understand a little bit more about the types of situations that you have faced in your business and kind of how you help people. Maybe you could give like some example or some ideas so that the audience knows what you're all about and also where's the best place to follow you? Well, my title is Critical Friend and Business Mentor, and that's exactly what I am, a critical friend. You know, I will tell you as it is, I'll help you find the answer. People and organizations that are in crisis or going through change usually don't get in touch with me when when things are fine. I call it the flat line, but actually it's when the graph is peaking or dipping, that's when you'll see me. Let's call Tony, get her in with her fairy dust and see if she can make a difference. And at that point, I'm really, I've probably got a short time of three or four months to make a difference and realign things and set them back on their path to sustainability by calling in some others. So my work is really in the social impact, social justice, social mobility space, which you've just alluded to in my intro. And that means that a lot of the organisations I work with are, you know, helping the most vulnerable groups, whether it's disability, special educational needs, mental health, homelessness, you know, the NHS, those types of organisations. And I'm very, very passionate about compassionate business. And compassion has been at the heart of everything that I've done. It's helped me to resolve conflict. It's helped me to keep safe. And it's helped me to enhance the performance of my teams within organisations that I've been leading. So that's why I've come back to compassion right at the heart of everything that I do. But, uh, you know, on the other side of compassion is a very astute businesswoman and who is promoting the fact that it's very, very necessary to have business acumen. Business is more than just being able to lead people, having a great skill. It's about having that great business acumen. And so I'm really, really passionate about being at the sharp end, in the fire, mm. you know, and people have said, well, actually, are you a fire, a firefighter? And I say, no, I'm not a firefighter. I'm a fire putter outer, Andrew, because when I go in, I'm not going to be fighting anything. I'm going to be looking at how I can resolve this problem. But being in that sharp end, I just love bringing some of that learning. What have we learned here? What are we going to do differently? 360 back to those people that are starting out in business so that they've got the best chance possible 
of moving forward. So that's me in a in a real nutshell. I'm a champion of DEI, so diversity, equity, and inclusion. If you cut me in half, I'm going to bleed diversity, equity, and inclusion right the way through me. And I've got lots of experience to share, whether it be in criminal justice, specialist education, social care, central mm. government. So I'm just trying to bring the people piece and the policy piece and bring it as close together as possible. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of Yeah, definitely. Flavor. And we, we need that. I think one of the lessons I learned in my life, there was a time that I was in a halfway house and I was in foster care when I was basically imploding as a young kid with drugs and alcohol. And then I ended up in treatment centers and kind of bouncing around. But in the end, I finished my third drug rehab when I was 17. And that was 40 years ago. And I've been sober ever since. So I always look back to the people who were either from the government or from different businesses that were set up to try to help. And just the commitment and the, the effort that they made in what was always difficult. Every single person that showed up at that halfway house, you know, or in that rehab was in trouble. And yet there was people there willing to give their time and their energy. You know, some of them paid, some of them were volunteering. And so I know I owe a lot to the people in this world that have been there. And sometimes, you know, in the last two years, for sure, life is too heavy for some of us sometimes and we need a little help. And so my hat's off to you. Thank you. And I think just to reinforce as well, the fact that, you know, I'm a real passionate person and really part of that passion comes from the fact that every single person is different and is an individual. We all have our own fingerprint. We all have our own DNA. So, you know, please just really think about the fact that you, Andrew, are very different to me. Identical twins are different. So uh, let's think about it from that perspective and really make sure that when we're approaching our work, to get the best, that that's how we're going to go about it. Well, what a great introduction. And it's exciting. Now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it, then tell us your story. Well, first of all, Andrew, I'm going to say that I wouldn't even frame it as my worst investment. It was an investment that wasn't what it should have been, but I made it into something. Yep. And that's really how I'm going to phrase it. Is that okay? I Does think that's good. And you can, well, there are no rules. So that's the good news, first of all. But the second one is that when people are in, you know, some of the listeners are in crisis, they are dealing with issues and they, they feel like it really is the worst investment ever or the worst situation ever. But, you know, when you come on and you frame it in that way, it also can help them think, well, I'll get through it and I'll learn. So take it away. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to say that on the back of it not being my worst investment ever, making it really into something. And one of the things that I say is I don't have regrets. I only have learning experiences because, you know, I can only learn from it and there's no point in sitting in regret. It's a very negative space to to be in. But the one that I'm going to really, well, I've got two, but one I'm going to really talk about is is, uh, the fact that um, I was on a social media platform and, you know, the question really here is, Knowing the difference between an influencer, a specialist, and a specialist influencer, you know, because actually they're all very, very different. And it was something that I never really thought about until I had this experience. Do you want me to continue, Andrew? 
Take it away. So the basically, I was, I was on a social media platform and I'd been watching this person for a very long time. They had a lot of following. They had a lot of engagement. You know, they knew what they were talking about. And, you know, also I thought, and I thought, well, this is really great. They've got a lot of traction. They know their thing. I need some help, you know, in this particular area. And I'm going to, and I'm going to reach out and, you know, invest. So I've reached out, done a little bit of homework, not much, because I was really impressed. I've been following for a little while. And I reached out and we, I paid and we engaged in a body of work, but it wasn't quite what it should have been, in my opinion. It felt very superficial. And at that moment, I realized that, hey, this is not going to work out how I thought it was going to work out, because I thought I was getting some specialist help about X. Mm. When actually, I found myself face to face with an influencer. And to me, it really, the penny dropped that they're two completely different things. Hmm. But then again, you can have a specialist influencer, someone who specializes in influencing. Yeah. And maybe that's what I got. So, I mean, seeing the, the situation that was presented in front of me, I'd already invested. I made good of what I had and I got something out of it. But the way that I'm going to phrase that, Andrew, is just by saying that I invested my money so that you can save yours. (laughs) So I share that story openly and say to people, do your homework, do your due diligence. Influencers has a title for a reason. Right. Yeah. And really think about, does this person have depth? in terms of what you need or are they really spending their time as an influencer and as somebody that's that's kind of you know moved into a space now where I've got a a reasonable community with reasonable Mm. engagement on my social media you know it's made me really think about that in the back of my mind how I present do I present as a specialist or am I influencing people and it's really made me very mindful of what I share. So I don't know if that meets your criteria, but that's my brief story. Let me ask you, how would you summarize what you learned from it? Thinking about, you know, I want to also frame it in a way that there's a lot of listeners and myself included, like I need to get things done and I can't do everything. And I'm looking for some people to help me. And there's a lot of people out there and there's people that are offering services. There's people that I'm seeking out. But, you know, it doesn't always work out the way I want and it doesn't always work out as you describe. What lessons did you learn and how could those be applied to people who are looking right now? Well, the lessons I learned is is that if you have somebody like for me, for example, me, I have a, a great network and I interact with lots of people. So there's people that I would recommend and there's people that I may not necessarily move towards. So always get a recommendation. If you can't get a personal recommendation like that, just reach out to somebody that's that's in the thick of network. Who would you suggest? You know, have you got a few names that you can run my way? Because then you've got, you know, you've got a good starting point. Check out testimonials, check out what people are saying, you know, do your do your research and actually you know, are there any guarantees with what they're saying? Are they saying, well, I guarantee you're going to get a result? Are they saying that I guarantee that I will continue to work with you until you do get a result? You know, is there a money back guarantee? How are you assuring these people, you know, so that how are you building that trust? Mm. So ultimately, there's a few things that I would say that we need to look out for. But, um, 
you know, for me, I felt that I kind of sacrificed myself <laughs> so that others can learn from it. And, you know, it's really interesting because when my son was a late teenager, we had a conversation once and he said, mum, the trouble is that because I'm your son, I'm not allowed to make mistakes. And I said, well, what do you mean, son? And he said, well, you want me to learn from your mistakes, but sometimes I need to make my own. And I sat and I thought with that for a minute. I sat with that for a minute and I thought, because it's not very often I get challenged by my sons, but, (laughs) you know, every so often they're right and you're not so right, you know, so you have to sit and listen. And I said, okay, let's make a deal here. Let's shake hands on it. I'll leave you to make your mistakes if you need to learn that way. But if I see you as your mother making a very detrimental mistake, I have permission to haul you out of that before it becomes late. And we have that agreement. And so I think that uh, despite the the warnings and despite the, the tips that I give, some people will always feel that they have to dip their toe in the water themselves and experience it. And so be it. I've got a client just like that, Andrew, that Mm. regardless of what I say, say to her, she's always going to go out and try it and get burnt. So I position myself to be able to support her, knowing that she's got to test it. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that kind of helped with. uh, Well, I think think we, we need to introduce your son to Otto von Bismarck. He says only a fool learns from his own mistakes. The wise man learns from the mistakes of others. (laughs) <laughs> well, there you go there yep. you go so this we'll is send that his way and sometimes people talk about you know making the same mistake over and over and over but my take on this is that if you make a mistake once then you don't make the same mistake over and over you go in with a different mm. approach so it's a different mistake yeah yeah maybe i'll share a couple of things i take away i took away from it i've written down some stuff but i think the key thing is that really the challenge is to do your research. You're going to hire someone for such and such professional services. It's up to you to do your research. And so let's just review. First, ask them for recommendations. It Mm -hmm. should be no problem if they're excellent. Mm -hmm. They should be able to line up a couple people for you to talk to. Now you can do, if you're really committing a lot of money and a lot of time, you may have to go out and seek out somebody who has work with that person or does something with that person so that you can find out not only the type of people that, you know, that person recommends, but other people. But first thing is seek out recommendations. In fact, I recently had a discussion about some marketing services with a company. I really like what they said, but you know, anybody can say something. And I said, look, I really want to talk to a couple of your customers. And they didn't have any lined up. And then they came back a couple of days later and they said, I've talked to these couple of customers and they're willing to talk to you. Okay. That's already a good sign right there. That is a good sign. But the other thing as well is that sometimes I do what I do with my clients as well is I say, well, let's give it a trial Mm. and review it in a month and see how, how we go from there, you know, and just give people an opportunity to opt out if they want to knowing that they, they won't. But the thing about it is with me, Andrew is I'm all in. Once you make that commitment, you pay on time and you're on time and you've made that commitment, I'm all in, you know, and let's get to the end of this. But I think my main thing is, you know, I don't have mistakes. I have learning experiences. I want to learn from everything and anything I do learn, because remember, I'm still in research mode. Oh yeah. I want to share, package up and share with people. Like you said, wise man learns from uh, the the mistakes mistakes of of others. 
And the last thing I take away too is what is the guarantee? You know, what is ultimately I'm going to this person for a result and I want to know, I'm trying to reduce my risks. And in one of my courses, the Valuation Masterclass Bootcamp, it's a six week course. And I basically say, take the course for one week. At the end of seven days, if you're not satisfied, I'll return 100% of your money, no questions asked. I won't even ask you why. And I've now had 100 people go through that. I've had not one person has asked for their money back. Well, and I think that that, it does help, doesn't it? It reassures, it builds trust, you know, and if we're going through social media, I say watch people, watch how they respond, not necessarily just what they're posting, but how are they responding to others? Mm. You know, are they interacting? What, you know, so that's that's really kind of, that's really key, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. You know, it's not just about the time that you're in that interview phase or you're having a consultation with them. You've watched them for a month or two, if not longer. And quite often people say to me, they pop in my inbox and say, I've been watching you, Tony. I've been listening to what you've been saying. And I think we need to have a conversation because they've been watching. So are they consistent? Watch for consistency is really the commitment and consistency. There it is. And also, it reminds me, I, when you talk about this guarantee idea, it reminds me of episode 412, which was a guy named Weldon Long. And he basically said he installed HVAC systems, you know, in the homes and he basically said, use it for a year. If you're not satisfied, I'll completely remove it and put you back where you were. And it was such a challenge, you know, so as not only when we're searching for services, are we looking for good guarantees? But I challenge the listeners out there to, for your own services, what level of guarantee are you giving about the result that you can get? And the point is when I did this guarantee money back, no questions asked after seven days of joining. So one week out of six, it made me really think, what value am I bringing? And when people, I started, started bringing more and more value and then people did not ask for their money back. I started realizing, I started feeling like proud, like I want to bring more. So it's a great lesson and, you know, recommendations, testimonials, guarantees, do your homework. Anything Just you would don't add take to that? 30 years of, don't take 30 years about it like I've been doing. Don't do 30 years worth of research and keep it moving and trying to fill the next bit because... Uh, That's the great yeah. thing about research is that one piece of research builds on another and builds on another and we can Absolutely. understand it. So we appreciate that. Unfortunately, I have to admit that I've done my 30 years of research too also. So unfortunately, I don't have that chance. But for our listeners out there, you got the chance to learn from Tony's 30 years of research. So based upon what you've learned from this story and what you continue to learn in your life, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Just one thing they should do when they're searching out for that professional help. Just really listen to yourself, that inner voice that says, hmm, something's not right. And I know that people in the financial services or that, that sector are very, very busy, don't have time. If you don't have time, don't do it. Yeah. 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 Because you need to make the time. All right. So what is a, what is a resource that either you've created or you've accessed yourself that you'd recommend for our listeners? Well, one of the things I would say is I'm doing a lot of work around the compassionate business and problem solving. I have a very interesting model, which is based on three things, behavior, learning, and environment. 
but it's got people focused in the middle. If people want to hear about that or learn about that, then I suggest that they reach out to me. I'm happy to give a complimentary 30-minute consultation Mm. to anyone. And I found that that is my model that I've developed over my 30 years research. And, you know, would you like me to share my website details? Yeah, yeah. Share Share where they should go. So www.1stlifegroup.com. So that's first, as in the digit, firstlifegroup.com. You can find me on LinkedIn where I've got a regular presence and that's Tony McClelland, MSC. And I'm on all the regular channels under First Life Group or Tony McClelland. But look out for hashtag Tony's Fairy Dust because I give out lots. Fantastic. And we'll have all the links to that in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. So if you can't find it, just go right there. All right, last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? To touch as many people as possible with my learning so that they can share. You know, I want to share my wisdom. I want to share my stories. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to touch as many people as possible so they don't have to go through, you know, some of the things that I've gone through. And if they can learn from that, then that's great. So I'm on a mission at the moment, especially around compassionate business. Fantastic. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't yet taken the risk reduction assessment, I challenge you to go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and start building wealth the easy way by reducing risk. As we conclude, Tony, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for our audience? When you stop learning, you stop growing. All right. And that is a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well. Fellow risk takers, let's celebrate that today we added one more person to our mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.